Wait, guys, wait, my computer's fucked. Wait, what's happening, bro? <laughs> fucking wait. <laughs> Is he yelling at us? He's yelling at us. I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yelling. Man. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what was happening. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I just got nutted on the post at six bucks and I'm not even angry. <laughs> if that's not the intro to the pod, <laughs> I don't know what else. Oh. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. I'm your host today, Joel, um, joined with almost a full house. Um, I'm going to bring in Frank first, uh, our Lord and Saviour of the team. Frank, how are you going? G'day, Jolly. I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you in and uh, good job taking up the mantle of bringing the podcast in. You did a fantastic job. Um Nothing too flash, just kept it nice, kept it simple. You didn't go over the top like Charlene and uh, make a fool of yourself, so it's good to see. Uh, speaking of, Charlene, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, uh, Joel, that was beautiful. Uh, the energy, everything, the vibes are on. There's no echoes. We're having a good time. How, how, how's it going, Andrew? Gee, fourth member of the team. Uh, but, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Burjo, bon voyage. I'll see you in the U.S. soon. Yeah, safe flight. College pod coming soon, listeners, so stay tuned. Uh, follow the podcast uh, on Twitter at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. How do I go, yes, Frank? The Fantasy Addicts podcast. You almost got there, Andrew, on Instagram. Oh, okay. The Fantasy Addicts You'll podcast. You'll find it anyway. You know, we're trying to grow the audience on the socials, so, you know, help us out. Give us a follow. I know Andrew has been uh, grinding the Twitters last few days. Um, and, yeah, it's been good to good to see. Uh, you're really hustling hard out there. So, yeah, um, give us a follow on the Twitters. Get engaged again. Send us a message if you have any questions. Uh, we're always active on there and uh, itching to get back to you for uh, our awesome responses. Uh, Frank, we got any news today? Are we getting straight into it? I oh, mean, I can get into some news. It's been a relatively quiet week. Um, haven't had too well, much had- going on. We've had some players sort of seem like they might be a bit healthier than we were expecting. Chris Godwin is pretty much a full go at training camp, which is awesome for you, Andrew. We're expecting him yeah, to miss some time. But uh, I think he's going to be ready to go for week one. Whether he plays a full allotment of snaps or not remains to be seen. Um, we obviously had all the Kyler Murray news about him having that independent study time. Uh, eventually, he got removed from his claws. Because I think the whole internet just bullied him into, you know, getting that removed from the contract. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, other than that, you, you stand to beat reporters. You got the likes of Saquon Barkley looking really good in camp, apparently. Um, Jerry Jones coming out today and saying that uh, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be the focus of the running game. You love to hear it, and that uh, Travis Etienne has been quote unquote the star of Jaguars training camp. So our uh, props to you, Charlene. Other than that, it's just standard. Uh, mini camp, uh, training camp news that everyone's coming out. Everyone's in the best shape of their career. Everyone's great. No one sucks at uh, training camp. So standard stuff. Speaking of great, uh, you missed a really important key news. DK Metcalf, uh, one of, you know, Joel's, no, he's one of my biggest, uh, biggest believers. I love DraftKings Metcalf. $72 million, Frank. That couldn't get any love in the news. Three years, 72 million, 58 guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, well done to DK Metcalf. I mean, now he can buy an even bigger house to have all the orgies he has. So uh, props to him. Yeah, he loves the orgies. He loves them. He's the man's he's the man's man receiver, DK Metcalf. Hard not to get around him. Um, yeah, all right. Well, let's get stuck into what we have planned for today. Um, I was thinking, and it's why I've taken control of this podcast today, just for this episode, because uh, Frank, you know, he really didn't want to take some leadership, which he doesn't seem to do, but, you know, I'll do it for today. Um, 
we're going to go through the ideal fantasy addicts draft and how we want to attack our drafts and how we would lead you to do your draft. Um, we're going to start by attacking the first round in something like how we rank the first round and how we would draft that. Obviously that is very dependent on draft slots. Um, and then following the first round, we're going to target our two or three favorite picks in each round. Um, and obviously pair a combination of all those players leading through and you'll have the best draft you can possibly have featured by the fantasy addicts. So, um, yeah, Frank, do you want to uh, – you've written down how we rank the first round. Do you want to uh, go through that, lead us off with the, the number one player for the Fantasy Addicts? What if I say no, Joel, and I don't want to? Well, I'm happy to do it. Just no, that's you- fine, buddy. I'll sort it out for us, okay? Um, I think the easiest way to basically navigate the first round, obviously each player is going to have their own draft slots. You can't really control – who does and doesn't fall to you at your draft slot unless you are the first pick. Um, and speaking of the first pick, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, he's still our 101. We understand the uh, the kind of ceiling that Christian McCaffrey possesses, but that injury risk is still there. I mean, it's been a couple of years since we've seen Christian at his very best. Um, he is our number two pick, though. We've got Christian at number two. We then follow up that with King Henry. We believe that he's going to make a return. Basically, two form. He's going to be just as good as ever. And then at number four, we have Dalvin Cook. Um, I was a big proponent of getting Cooper Cup ahead of Dalvin Cook in the draft. I'd rather take the wide receiver, but I was outvoted. Um, well done to you guys. Um, and then at number five, none other than Cooper Cup. Number six, Justin Jefferson. So I think the important thing to take away from the first round so far from the fantasy addicts is that we have the two premier wide receivers ahead of the likes of Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Mixon, that next level of running back, we have those two wide receivers before them. So, like I mentioned, we got the running back straight after that, and that is Austin Eckler at seven, Najee Harris at eight, DeAndre Swift at nine, and Mixon at ten. So that also brings us to we've got those crop of that crop of four running backs ahead of the next wide receiver we see in uh, a bit of a tear break. We've got Jamar Chase. And then, believe it or not, I didn't think that we were in this camp, but we actually ended up coming to the agreement that Travis Kelsey is our 12th overall pick. Um, we think with the departure of Tyreek Hill, obviously Pat Mahomes is still there. The connection that those two have is just incredible. Um, even though Travis Kelsey was beaten for the number one spot for the first time in what feels like 20 years, um, he's still our number one tight end on the board. And if you can get him at pick 12, Pair him with another wide receiver or running back on that turn. We think it's a really good start to your draft as well. Is there anyone, anything you guys would like to add to that? Nah, um, yeah, Joel, take us into round two. Charlene, do you have any round one hot takes? Or not really? Yeah. Uh, everything I agree with. Yeah, look, we rank, I wanted to rank the first round differently because as Frank went through, you can't really control your round one draft pick um, as much as you can in your second and third round and moving forward. Um, But yeah, that is how we would rank the top 12 JT, CMC, Derek Henry, followed by Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup, Jets. Uh, At seven, we had Eckler, followed by Najee, Swift, Mixon, and then 11 and 12 rounding at the first round, we had Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey. Um, So Charlene, uh, kick us off. Um, one or give it actually give us both. Uh, your favorite second round targets. My favorite second round targets. Now, I I think we were all in agreement that the first kind of four picks were kind of the the same in regards to the first round. It's kind of easy to just be like to say, oh, you know, I'll take I'll take um, CD Lamb here. Like it's kind of a cop out answer, I guess. But uh, so I'm gonna go with just two guys at the end of the second round that are my favorite picks. Um, it's Mike Evans and Marky Mark Andrews. Um, you can't go wrong with either of them. They're both extremely safe picks. And um, with, look, you got some new news uh, uh, news coming out of Tampa. They they just acquired um, Julio Jones or the corpse of Julio Jones. And then they also think that they're going to get Chris Godwin back early, which even if he is 
ready by week one, like he's not going to be himself. It's going to take him a little while to get back to where he is. So I still think Mike Evans is a smash um, pick at the end of the second. And then Mark Andrews with the value at tight end. I think there's such a tear gap between him and the next um, two tight ends, which is uh, Kittle and Waller. Um, that taking him in the end of the second is a, a great a great pick. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. I agree with Charlene 100%. Um, so I would go the way I'm attacking it, listeners, is I would go Kelsey plus like a Aaron Jones, um, Nick Chubb type, or I would go the other way. So if I'm at the the back, I'm going to go Kelsey into Chubb. If I'm at the front, I'm going to go, you know, one of those safe running backs at the start with uh, Mark Andrews. So, Joel, how would you attack the second round? Yeah, look, I had much of the many of the same names mentioned. Uh, Mike Evans and C.D. Lamb are big ones for me. Um, I think if you have an early second round pick, um, you pair like a DeAndre Swift with a C.D. Lamb, and I think you've got an awesome start. Um, and if you have like one of those, you know, higher picks, I like, you know, like a Dalvin Cook and a Mike Evans or a CMC Mike Evans start. Um, that is how I would attack the first two rounds. Frank, um, favorite first and second round combination to start off your draft? Yeah, we're really all on the same page here. So much of what uh, Andrew said as well. So if you were to go someone like Travis Kelsey at the end of the round, instead of going running back, I'm actually a big proponent of going Travis Kelsey into a guy Joel mentioned, C.D. Lamb. I think that's a really good way to start your draft as well. And then if you're, you know, one of the first one or two picks, you get the likes of Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. You then pair him with Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans was a guy we all mentioned. just continually disrespected, not only as a player, but as a fantasy asset as well. He's probably going to finish inside at probably the top five, top, you know, he's probably going to at least top 10. And that's just a given for someone as good as Mike Evans. So I think he's a great pick at the back end of the second round. For reference listeners, um, we are using a mixed combination of underdog uh, and the fantasy calculator um, average draft positions. So sort of, we feel like that's a good combination to get a baseline of where these players are getting drafted. Um, and where they'll be available for you in not only home leagues, but also more um, competitive leagues where your friends are dialed into what's going on. So, um, yeah, that is where we're getting our information from, um, which I'll kick us off into the third round. Uh, Andrew, um, hit us up with your third round targets. James Connor for mine. I just had the one name. I Are we going to, like... So should we go through the, the one name we like in the second round or we're just going to throw the names out and the listeners can do their thing? Are I we think, going to have a set kind of thing? I think we'll throw out a few names then at the end, maybe go through our favourite combination. Okay. But, All yeah, right. get, hit, hit us with some third-round names. Sorry. Uh, James Conner, Travis Etienne, I'm still looking at running back in the third round. They're my two names. I think they will get the bulk of the work in their respective offences and uh, finish really high in the running back rankings. Charlene, what are you looking at in the third round? My third round picks, my favorite. I'm gonna. They're probably at towards the end as well. Um, so I'm really um, helping out these uh, this first and then second pick. But uh, I I really love the ETN pick. Um, if you can get him right at the end of the round, either him or Mike Williams. Those guys are my favorites here. Um, I I just have a different. Um, perspective of where I see um, like Mike um, I think he's the wide receiver one there so getting him at the end of the end of the round here is, is awesome and I also love T Higgins um, on both of our ADP lists you know with fantasy football calculator and um, the other one what's the other one <laughs> underdog, um, underdog um, T Higgins actually going really low as well so like getting him and we we all think um, T Higgins is a top 12 wide receiver for the season like that's a smash pick so those three are kind of my guys in, in, in this round towards the end at least yeah in the third round for me though um someone Charlene mentioned uh Mark Andrews going at the back of the second early third round if he makes it around to you at the turn and you're someone that's got started your draft you know with Christian McCaffrey and then you followed it up with Mike Evans and then if, sorry yeah followed it up with Mike Evans and then you can go and get Mark Andrews who has every shot to repeat as the number one tight end. That's a really commanding start to your um, fantasy team. So I like Mark Andrews at the beginning of the third round. And if we're looking at mid to late third round, another player that I think is being 
disrespected, um, that's been thrown away. Someone that Charlene mentioned wasn't going to be the alpha on his own team. Um, and that's Keenan Allen. He's going, you know, if he starts to push towards the back of the third round, he becomes an incredible value. I think he's going to finish as a top 12 wide receiver. And he's as safe as they come. His target volume is going to be there. He's got sure hands. And uh, he's always going to be someone that's hyper-targeted and gets a lot of catches. So I think he's going to be very safe as a third round wide receiver for you. Where are you going in the third round, Joel? Uh, yeah, look, I very much agree with Charlene with the Mike Williams take. Um, I think that's a player who you can get regardless of where you're picking in the third round. He will often get back to you or whether you're picking early, I'm happy to, you know, reach up a bit and get him. I think he's a top 12 wide receiver. Um, getting a bit funky, but if I had like a really late third round pick, I'd Mara. Um, I know everyone, the six game suspension, it's almost taking, it's, it's been a while since, you know, there's been the news of the six-game suspension and the news has gone really quiet on Alvin. Um, maybe his legal team might have sorted something out where they can, you know, maybe push out the rest of this season and get the suspension at a later date. But even with if he misses six games, um, this is a spot where I'd be happy to take a top six running back and, you know, I'll wait out the six games or however long he gets Um I think he'll be awesome when he comes back and I compare him with um, Mark Ingram later in the draft and have the Saints running back one for the cost of a third round pick and a really late, you know, maybe a 14th or 13th round pick at the end of my draft. So, um, yeah, Mike Williams, Alvin, um, I also don't hate ETN, but that's how I would be looking to navigate the third round, um, which leads us into the fourth round. Um, where I'll kick us off. Um, my favourite fourth-round target, um, if I'm looking at receiver, um, is definitely Alan Robinson. I think he's probably a player who you'll be able to get anywhere in the fourth round at the moment. But I think that ADP will rise, um, and I'm happy to take him at the fourth round now. I think he's going to be – but he's not going to be the one, but in a really pass-happy offence, I think his touchdown upside is – easily in the double digits. Um, I think he'll, he's just a good receiver. He'll form a connection with Matt Stafford. Um, there's been a lot of buzz in camp, which I know probably, you know, it's not everyone gets buzz in camp, but I'll believe it with Alan Robinson. I think um, he's going to be, you know, top 15 option, um, especially for this season. And I'd happily take him there. Um, if I was looking at running back, um, maybe Brees Hall would be one of the later round pick, late option um, in the fourth round who would be another person that I would want. So if I was going to go receiver, um, I would be looking at Alan Robinson and running back, I'd be looking at Brees Hall. Um, Frank, your fourth round. Yeah, so my fourth round, a uh, couple of favourite picks I've got here are going to be two guys that I know that the rest of the crew here don't like. But I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott, if he's falling to the fourth round, I think regardless of how involved you think that Tony Pollard is going to be. Um, Ezekiel is still going to end up with more touches on a Dallas Cowboys offense with an elite offensive line, an elite quarterback, an elite offense. The play calling is going to be good. You're going to get lots of touchdown opportunities. They use Ezekiel Elliott on the goal line and in the red zone far more than they use Tony Pollard. I think the touchdown upside is going to be there, even if you feel like the production as a whole is going to drop down from uh, Tony Pollard being more involved. And another guy as well that people think you're going to regress a whole heap is Deontay Johnson. I think he finishes the wide receiver eight last year. And if you can get him in the back of the fourth round, I still think that's a great value, regardless of the changing quarterback situation. Shall we? Oh, open next. Um, I feel like this round is very wide receiver heavy. Um, there's a lot of great values here that I see, and they're kind of all in the same tier for me. Um, like someone like Alan Robinson that Joel named. Um, and then I also have Terry. And look, I, a lot of people have been reaching on Pity City, but if he can fall here, fall to you here as well, I do love him here. So kind of like the, those three kind of wide receivers, I feel like you can't go wrong. Um, Terry is probably a bit of a scarier pick there. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but uh, if you're going, if uh, you are going to go with a wide receiver, I think it's one of those three. Like you really can't go wrong. That's uh, in in our eyes, we see all, all three of them as top fifteen picks at their respective positions. Um, and if you're going to go uh, running back, I feel like you can. It's a bit of a reach here. Um, but if you kind of go wide receiver heavy, you have to 
start with your running back group. Um, taking someone like AJ Dillon isn't the worst, uh, but I would be I would be looking to smash wide receiver here. Um, try to steer away from the running back options around this this spot. Um, and if you wanted to start looking quarterback, I do love Lamar here as well. Um, he's our third um, quarterback ranked in our consensus. So I think uh, if you start with your running, uh, if you start with a a quarterback straight away here, lock him in. Get get someone like Lamar Jackson. I think you're you're, you're looking great. Uh, what what do you think of Andy? Yeah, I had. Allen Robinson, Brees Hall, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Waddle. So agree with everything everyone said. Uh, the only name I think I brought that was new was Jalen Waddle. Um, big on big on uh, Waddle and Hill this year. I just think they'll do their thing. But uh, hate Frank Zeke pick. Disgusting. Get out of here. Move on to the fifth round. Uh, do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, go for it. Keep talking. All right. Um, on underdog, Pat Mahomes falling to the fifth round. If that happens, listeners, smash every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Current ADP, 51.6 on underdog. There yeah, you go. disrespectful. Um, you have to take yeah. Pat Mahomes in the fifth. Like, we're not going to tell you to take Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes in, like, round two, round three. But if he falls to round five, no questions asked. You're taking Pat Mahomes. And the other name I had was Chris Godwin. Because if these uh, – if he's a if he's a go, man – Top 12 receiver for mine. Uh, um, I'm a big Chris Godwin guy. So, yeah, that, that's how I'd be attacking the picks 49 to 60 range. Joel, how are you attacking the fifth round? Um, if I had an early fifth round pick, um, this is where I'm looking to take, on, honestly, either of the Denver wide receivers. Um, I really don't have a I, – I don't have a lean which way, um, but I do want – a piece of that offense. And I think this is the best way to get a slice of Russell Wilson. Um, he always has a top 15 wide receiver. Um, and I think one of these two, one of these two are going to be it. Um, so regardless of which one it is, whether it's Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, um, you know, I don't care. Just give me one of them on my team. I think the upside there is great. Um, and if I was going looking for a running back, um, this is where I would, you know, buy, buy the dip. And it is a, getting to be a big dip on J.K. Dobbins. Um, he might even be like a sixth-round pick coming up shortly. But at the minute, he's going in the fifth. Um, and look, you know, if I had a really low-end fifth-round pick or a high-end sixth-round pick, that is where I would be going, I think. Regardless of the injury, he will be back um, some stage this season. They didn't really they, – they didn't address the position at all um, in the draft. Um, Gus Edwards also injured. Um, they did sign Corey Clement, who doesn't really scare yeah. anyone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think as soon as he's ready to go, J.K. Dobbins, um, they just want to run the shit out of the ball. So give me their running back one in the fifth round. I know he probably doesn't catch passes, but I think the before, obviously the closer of that, what would that be in the 2020 season before he did his ACL, um, he showed what he could what he could be at the NFL level. And, you know, uh, ACL isn't like a death sentence anymore. So, yeah, um, that's how I would look to attack it. By Broncos wide receiver or J.K. Dobbins, um, some stage in the fifth round. Frank, the fifth. Yes, I had exactly the same two players as Andrew did. So I discussed Pat Mahomes earlier, smash pick in the fifth round. And Chris Godwin, yeah, if he doesn't miss any game time, I mean, in the fifth round, you can almost like, I don't know, take a wide receiver later if you're really scared about starting in week one. Um, yeah, Chris Goldman's going to be a top 12 wide receiver if he plays the whole season. So I think a uh, great pick in the fifth round. Julio Jones doesn't scare me. Um, the corpse of Julio Jones, that is. Um, in the sixth round, are we ready to move on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Sorry, Charlie. That was, that's a Pay attention, please. <laughs> Real quick, shout out Corey, Corey Clement, man. Good for him. Good for him. Real Love true. that guy. <laughs> Remember how um, awesome he was in the Super Bowl? Look, yeah, he was great. He was great. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It'd uh, be good if Frank did. Frank's having some technical difficulties uh, <laughs> for those listening at home. 
Um, but he said he was great in the Super Bowl, and he was. He was. I agree, Frank. Um, back to what the podcast is about. Now, look, I agree with pretty much every pick that everyone said. That um, I, I feel like you can't go wrong. Uh, look, I don't. I can't see Patrick Mahomes falling here, but if he does, like that, uh, you're. If you don't automatically uh, pop them on your into your team, like it, it doesn't really make too much sense not to. Um, I'm a big George Kittle man here myself. He's he's at, he's been dropping lately to the fifth and sixth round. He's kind of going after Darren Waller, which is something I don't agree with. Um, I just think that he has his upside is huge, and I can't wait to see him with Trey Lance and and getting him in here in the fifth round or even the the sixth is um. It's, it's huge. So that, that's my number one guy. And obviously Chris Godwin as well. If, if his ADP doesn't go up, doesn't rise, um, not too far. Like he, he might have a slow couple of weeks, but smashing Chris Godwin here is an automatic for me as well. And we'll move on to the sixth round. Take it away, Joe. Uh, yeah. And we're going to kick off um, my favorite sixth round pick. Um, is AJ Dillon, a player who Charlene mentioned earlier. Um, I think he will go in the sixth round, current ADP of 65 um, on underdog. Um, And I understand he's probably the two, but his baseline work, um, I think, gets up to the 50-50 split range um, where he can split carries on first and second down with Aaron Jones and get some of the goal line work, which in this Green Bay offense is going to be super valuable. Um, plus, you get the upside where if something does happen to Aaron Jones, like, boom, you have a top five. If Aaron Jones was, you know, does his ACL next week, um, wouldn't shock me if AJ Dillon was almost a first-round draft pick. And that is the upside you get when you draft AJ Dillon. So um, if I was going to take a running back, it would be Dillon. If I was going to take a receiver, um, Amari Cooper, um, ADP yeah. 66, like, we're getting pretty low on Amari Cooper. We don't have any Deshaun Watson news at this point. Um, I know I am the Deshaun Watson, you know, big fan Deshaun Watson. Great, great guy, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But, you know, he hasn't got the season yet. He may only get eight games, may only get six games. Um, nobody really knows. So, you know, if we get Amari, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Deshaun Watson's wide receiver one in the 66th pick, uh, that's a smash. And even um, if Deshaun Watson gets the season, there's not that much competition for pass catching work in Cleveland. Um, they can't run the ball every single down. So, I still think it's a not a bad pick when you're comparing names to, you know, Adam Thielen, Elijah Moore, Devontae Smith, uh, Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell. Still think those players all have a lot of question marks. So, um, yeah, uh, AJ Dillon, Amari Cooper, sixth round for Joel. Um, Frank, the sixth yeah, round. The sixth round. Uh, I think this is something probably we've probably made clear through our mock drafts and as well, um, even the a couple of rounds earlier where Charlene mentioned and Andrew as well, Mar Jackson. But if you're taking someone like Jalen Hurts in the sixth round, Patrick Mahomes in the fifth, Lamar Jackson in the fourth, even Kyler Murray in the sixth and seventh round, um, these are some elite, elite quarterbacks. So if you can get them in the mid rounds like this, I think you're really setting your team up well, as opposed to punting the position the entire way. Like a lot of people do, a lot of people go, um, you know, Zero running back, sorry, zero quarterback. They don't pick the position, they strain the position. I think this year there's a lot of elite uh, quarterbacks that are falling into this range, and you can fill out a lot of your core pieces at the wide receiver and running back position before attacking the position at quarterback. If you can get Jalen Hurts, he's got legitimate uh, quarterback one upside. I think that's a great pick. And a guy Joel mentioned before, AJ Dillon, everything he said is uh, exactly what I agree with. He's got an elite ceiling if anything were to happen to Aaron Jones. And he's going to be involved in the passing game and he could get a lot of the goal line work as well. I think they're going to use those running backs quite interchangeably. So um, AJ Dillon, great pick in the sixth round, especially if you go uh, zero running back strategy. Yeah, I will hop in here just because um, everyone's been saying AJ Dillon and I said that uh, a couple of rounds ago. Um, uh, He was my pick here. I know it's a bit of a cop-out because I did bring him up uh, last time, but like if he's falling here, which his ADP is, 
Like, if you can get him at ADP, because I think you should reach on him. Uh, that's how, how much I think his upside is worth. Um, smashing him here is, is a pretty easy pick for me. And just to add on to what Frank was saying about the quarterbacks, I think that almost every round, starting from uh, the fourth round um, from here, there's a great value at, at the quarterback position. It's just depending on whether what kind of quarterback you want and how much upside he has. Because um, I think this is the first year that I am not a big um, partner quarterback position. Um, most of the time, I, I'm normally a person who just leaves that, like like how I am with tight ends. Um, but this year, there's so much value. They're going so much lower than they like normally would, which uh, normally there's kind of like three or four guys and then there's a huge tear gap. But there's so many guys um, we're kind of spoiled with with options now because um, like even in the next round, that's where Russell Wilson is going and that's a smash pick there. Um, just a bit of spoilers uh, for you guys at home. But yeah, AJ Dillon's my guy here um, and uh, we'll move on to, to Andrew's picks. Um, yeah, I had Amari Cooper down, which uh, everyone's touched on and I'm in Ross St. Brown. Shout out, my guy. We'll do a... Uh, I don't know, Addicts All-In Players pod soon, and you bet he will be there, Frank. I'll, me and Amunra, we're, uh, we're dancing in the streets together this year. Yeah, uh, I don't know where that, this has come from. Um, Andrew does not represent the uh, views of the rest of the podcast, but uh, good luck to you, man. Yeah, shout uh, out, Matty Bobs. Follow me on the Twitter, and I'll be tweeting out some Amunra stats tomorrow, just for you, Frank. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Amunra in the sixth for mine. And now we're on to the seventh round. Uh, boys. Can we really just kumbaya all come together and say Dak Prescott, Russ Wilson? Well, or... we all agreed that the quarterback position is great in rounds four, five, six, and seven. So I'm going to, I'll kumbaya and agree with you there. I did have a couple other names I really liked. And uh, first one, you guys aren't going to like, but it's Mike Thomas. I think if you can get him in the seventh round, he's 100% oh, healthy. No. Stop he's it. healthy. And last time we saw Mike Thomas healthy, do you know how good he was? Remember how good Cooper Cup was? five years he was, ago. He was almost Cooper Cup. Like that's Frank, I was 12. I was 12 years old when he was good. I was 12. <laughs> Even if he's a shell of himself, he could be a top 12 wide receiver. So I think we need to give Mike Thomas the respect he deserves. He's injured. I think he still wants to play football. If he didn't want to play football, why would he be back now? So he's back. I don't know playing. why he hasn't been back. He's and a good guy. Another wide receiver I like in the seventh round could be getting a little bit rich. But that's where his uh, underdog ADP is having him. And that's uh, my guy, Alan Lazard. So I think uh, the, the Aaron Rodgers factor is really starting to kick into his ADP. So maybe the seventh round is getting a little bit over the top. But I couldn't not include him here. He's a player I love. And I think he's going to you know, He could have that elusive 1,000-yard season, give you eight touchdowns. He's going to give you a pretty solid uh, piece, especially in the seventh round. Who else do we have, Charlene? Look, um, I completely disagree with your picks there. So I'm going to name some pretty yuck ones myself. Um, first off, I am a big Miles Sanders guy here. Um, I'm the only Miles Sanders guy probably left in the world. Um, but getting him out of value here, especially if you go kind of uh, zero RB, um, I think if you went like three wide receivers into Kittle and then backed it up with AJ Dillon and Miles Sanders, I think that's um, kind of the perfect... Uh, position you want to be in uh if i'm gonna go wide receiver um i'll probably stick with brandon cooks here around here i think i'm not sure it's pretty tough uh kind of you get a consistent wide receiver he's not gonna um lose you any weeks uh taking him here if if you do want to take him here is a bit rich for me um but kind of out of the wide receiver core that to choose from that was left, I'd probably pick him, but I am a big uh, Miles Sanders and quarterback guy in this round. How about you, Andy? Um, I am full team quarterback here. I think um, this is where you um, take the last of the quarterbacks, whether it be uh, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, uh, Trey Lance. Um, I think you just get whoever falls um, and avoid this range of likely slash potential busts. Like the names Frank said before. Yeah. With, and like, so for reference, um, seventh round, 
somewhere between, you know, pick 73 and 84. Um, where I'm looking, ADPs, Gibson, Michael Thomas, Alan Lazard, Miles Sanders. Um, I see busts everywhere here. Um, potential, you know, potential players that could be good, but um, not a place where I'm comfortable drafting. Um, but I'm very comfortable in rostering any quarterback that I can get here. Um, and the three in particular, Dak, Russ, and Lance, if you can get one of them, um, yeah, give me one of those three over um, any of the skill position players. I don't think it's that close. Plus, you get the flexibility to take the skill position players um, in round three, four, and five, um, and six. Um, that's how I'd be looking to attack the draft and avoid this range for the skill position players. Um, round eight. Um, I'll lead us off again here. Um, you know, we're getting lower down the board. Um, a wide receiver that I think can bounce back um, heading into his third year. Um, and plus, you can pair him with one of the quarterbacks we just mentioned. Um, would be Brandon Ayuk. Um, we think a year ago, um, Brandon Ayuk was getting drafted on the same level um, as Debo Samuel. Um, got put in the Shanahan doghouse um, for the start of the season, but did respond well and close the season um, in really good fashion. And I think he can, you know, bring that momentum um, heading into this season. Um, and if I was going to go running back, um, I think Chase Edmonds is probably the last of the good running backs um, who can lead his team not only in um, – he may not actually lead the team in carries, but I think in pass-catching work will more than make up for it. Um, they did pay him the most money out of all the running backs they got in the off-season. Um, and with the new regime headed to – uh, Miami from San Francisco. We know they know how to run the ball. Um, and I think Chase Edmonds can be very effective this season. Um, Frank, eighth round. Yeah, I just want to uh, interject where you said it's the last of the good running backs. I think uh, Kareem Hunt in the eighth round, he's basically, you're going to get Chase Edmonds, um, but better. I and stand by my state. <laughs> better offensive line, better player. He's going to get more involved in the running game. He doesn't have three other running backs that the coach wants to get involved. It's just him and Nick Chubb. So every time we see Kareem Hunt play for the Cleveland Browns, he ends up being a top, what, 10 to 15 running back, and you're getting him in the eighth round. I think the fact that he got injured last year really put a sour taste in a lot of fantasy players' mouths, and he's falling down drafts. I think he's a really good player you can pick up if you go wide receiver heavy at the beginning of your draft. And I do 100% wholeheartedly agree. Brandon Ayuk's a great value in the eighth round. He was someone that was going in the fourth, fifth round of draft last year, while Debo Samuel was completely forgotten about. I think if Trey Lance is half as good as the Niners think he is, and a lot of the fancy community think he is, um, Brandon Ayuk's can be a valuable piece to this offense. So maybe they go a little bit less run heavy. You know, you've heard, you know, the likes of... Um, you know, the running backs, that they don't seem too impressed with. They keep trying to add new players. It's possible they go a bit more pass-heavy and get Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel more involved in the passing game. So I think he's a great pick here in the eighth round. Charlene, where are we going in the eighth? Find me some value. Find me some value. Um, I really like Rashad Penny here. Um, I think even though his offense is going to be a bottom, bottom of the league offense, um, he's, he's the number one running back in a system that wants to just run for no reason um i think he's going to get a lot of volume i know that you know they drafted kenneth walker but i, I think he's become the chris carson to his own rashad penny i think he he's going to be the number one then and there's going to be a pretty big backseat for um uh for kenny my man kenny so uh i, I really like um rashad penny and also i do like Chase Edmonds as, as every pretty much everything that Joel pointed out. I am big on on all the upside there. Um, with how the that offense is going to be completely different. They got a lot of pieces to be to score a lot of points. Um, I don't like the quarterback, so handing the ball off is going to make it a lot easier for them to move the ball down the field instead of trusting uh, that tour guy. Um, so I'm really I'm a really big uh, 
Penny and Chase Edmonds. I think that this is quite a bit of quite a bit of value here. Um, and just to to go back to my um, no no running back like strategy. Once again, you got another two uh, great picks here. Um, what what are you thinking, Andrew? I had uh, Richard Penny and Chase Edmonds down, Charlie M. So us two. But uh, another shout out MVS. I think. Um, you know, he could be the one in Kansas City. That wouldn't shock me. Um, you know, pairing we up, pair him up with Mahomes, who we've drafted. You've got yourself a nice little stack there when they, you know, link up for three seventy-yard bombs. Um, so I'll move us on to the ninth round because I don't really need to add anything else. Uh, the Premiership round. This is what this is where it begins. The draft, the grind. Here it is. Zach Ertz. If you missed an early tight end, I like Zach Ertz. No D hop early in the season. She's going to be a target hog, Frank. Your man, Hollywood, he's not going to be a target hog. Zach Ertz will be a target hog. Um, another player I like, James Cook, upside running back in Buffalo. You just want this offense, man. And if James Cook can uh, dominate that third down work, um, I think he could be really exciting for fantasy. And last name, Chase Claypool, because I'm out on Deontay Johnson. As we've heard in previous discussions, Frank, me and you, we're going head-to-head today, aren't we? Um, but yeah, I like Chase Claypool. Could break out. Um, that's my strategy in the ninth round. Frank, I just should talk to you. You talk about the ninth round. Ninth round, I actually got James Cook as my ninth round target as well. I think, regardless of uh, your opinion of him as a runner, I don't think that's where his value is going to be added um, from a fantasy perspective. Obviously, any carries and any goal line work you get out of James. Uh, James, not James Connor, James Cook is going to be a bonus. I think where you're going to get 90% of his value is in the passing game. Um, all the reports coming out of camp that he's been fantastic. He's working in the slot. He's going to be able to get open food for uh, Josh Allen. And he's going to get that p- passing down work. I think that they're a team that's going to be highly efficient. So he's going to be getting good, efficient targets downfield. I think that he's someone that can uh, make moves after the catch. Um, I actually just think he's a good player, and I think that he's going to, you know, perform well from day one. Um, I don't really, I'm not really scared by Devin Singletary. I think he's going to, you know, get his 10, 15 touches a game, like, put on him. Like, he can do what he wants, but he's not going to do much with it. And then also in the ninth round, another running back I really like, and someone that I was, uh, you guys can agree with, that I was banging the door down on Ramondre Stevenson from day one when we saw him run those two 50-plus yard touchdowns um, into the end zone back in preseason of last offseason. Um, I think he's just a talented running back. I think he can do it all. He's a good pass blocker. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball well. I think he's everything that Bill Belichick wants. He's reliable. He doesn't fumble the football. Um, he's someone that we've already seen reports in camp that he might be overtaking Damian Harris as the primary running back in the New England back New England backfield. If you can get him in the ninth round, I think they're going to be a really run-heavy team still. Despite Mac Jones, hopefully he can make an improvement. This offense can you know elevate to the next level and give them more touchdown opportunities. But we saw um, Damien Damien Harris. Damien Harris, yes, have 16 touchdowns last year. He had 16 touchdowns last year. Do we really think he's going to do that again? Let's take eight off him and give five to Ramondre. And all of a sudden, he's a top 24 back. So I think um, he's got legitimate upside. And if he can really take this whole role, and Damien Harris loves to do his hamstring, um, in the ninth round, he's got tremendous upside. Joel, where are you going in the ninth round? I don't think I've met another person love Ramondre Stevenson as much as Frank loves Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> but um, look, it's hard to disagree with you. Um, I am a pro James Cook guy. Um, I think Buffalo just want to throw the ball as many times as they can. Um, why not get their passing, pass catching running back in the ninth round? Could it potentially like could get to the tenth too? Um, even if you have a late ninth round pick, I think he's attainable. Um, I don't hate Ramondre Stevenson. Um, any Melvin Gordon love in the ninth round, guys? I, yeah, I, I don't mind. Yeah, I like Melvin. Yeah, um, but that's sort of where I'm looking um, with these. I don't. I'm not in love with any receiver going in this range. Andrew did mention Chase Claypool. Um, don't hate. Him, I think he's you know gets a lot of hate for unnecessary reasons, but um, you know, 
really talented player still. Obviously, some question marks about the quarterback play in Pittsburgh. Um, but, yeah, um, I think if you can land a one of those upside running backs here, um, Cook, Ramondre, um, or, you know, even Melvin Gordon, who could get to the 10th, I think that's where I'd be looking to attack the ninth round. Um, Shalim. Yeah, uh, there's not a player that hasn't been mentioned that I am not high on in this round. I am I am in the camp of James Cook and Chase Claycall. Um, just to um, talk about my man Chase a little bit more, he pretty much had the exact same season he did in his rookie season. He just didn't he just didn't score any touchdowns. So I can definitely see some touchdown regression coming his way. Um, look, if you're gonna draft him in the you know in this in this kind of range, getting a player that's gonna that that's pretty much has a baseline of 100 targets, 800 yards, and at least um, six touchdowns. Like I think that's huge with the upside of you know he's a big play kind of wide receiver. Um, you don't know if he's gonna um, blossom. This could be his his year. Um, I, I I'm not gonna say it is because I I'm not his biggest fan. Like I just think that his value here is kind of uh, is, is really good. Um, so uh, I'm a really big uh, Chase Claypool guy here, and obviously um, James Cook is getting getting a piece of the Bills' offense this late. Not not um, not only is it because the difference between him and Steven Singletary is this guy's going to catch the passes, and you're going to get an extra, you know, half a point if you're in a half point league, and an extra point if you're in a PPR. And I I, I think that's just that's kind of huge being like in a in the same team as Josh Allen, who's going to pass the ball 30, 35 times a game. So, um, yeah, those are my guys. Run us through the 10th, man. Keep it going. All right, let's keep it going. Um, my 10th round, uh, look, uh, I know I said um, I've said a lot of quarterbacks in the past rounds, but let's say you do want to punt the position, you end up in the 10th round and you still don't have a quarterback. Um, I'm a really big Aaron Rodgers guy here. Um, I had a look at um, Underdog, and he's going behind uh, Derek Carr. I think that's um, it's kind of ridiculous. I think the Aaron Rodgers hate is getting, going a bit too far now. Um, I know he doesn't have Devontae Adams, but he's going to figure it out. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. He can't go from an you know MVP, you know top ten quarterback. Once you lose your um, wide receiver one, I know it's huge, but it can't. It's not going to be that much of a dip. Like he's still going to, like most of Aaron Jones's points going to come from Aaron Rodgers. He's still got plenty of pass catches there. Um, so if you do punt the position there, getting Aaron Rodgers in the tenth round, I think that's uh, that's massive value. And I'm also a big uh, Rashad White guy. Um, I think that he has uh, plenty of opportunity to be to end up maybe taking over the spot. I doubt it. Um, like uh, like one of um, Andrew's latest tweets, uh, Lenny could be 300 pounds, but we don't care. He's still going to be a top 12 running back, and I do agree 100%. But I think he's got he's got the upside of being one of those rookie running backs that comes to the end of the season. Um, he just starts um, breaking out because uh, I can see the talent there, and. You know, if it's only he's only got one guy, like anything happens to Lenny, I think he's he's the man that comes straight in, and I think that he's talented enough to um, build a build a relationship with Tom. It's really just if Tom likes him or not. That's all it comes down to. And if he does, like you're you're laughing. Well, what are you thinking here, Frank? Yeah, I actually also had Rashad White on my list for a target in the tenth round. I think if he can pick up that some of that passing work um, off Leonard Fournette. Um, regardless, I think Leonard Fournette's going to probably score enough touchdowns to keep himself inside that top 12. So I still agree with you there, Andrew. But I think if Shab White can pick up some of the passing downs, work, get a few carries um, on such a high-powered offense with Tom Brady, we've seen Tom Brady drag guys like James White to top 10 finishes. So, you know, Rashad White, you can get him in the 10th round. If anything were to happen to Leonard Fournette, he's going to be a uh, really, really solid piece for you. And then I also had another running back or wide receiver. Depends on which platform you play on. Um, he's either going to be a wide receiver or a running back, but it is uh, it is Cordero Patterson. I think in the 10th round, Tyler Allergy doesn't scare me. He was, what, a fourth-round pick um, in a really lackluster running back class. Doesn't interest me at all. Um, I think that 
uh, Cordero is still going to be the number one back there. The offense could take a step forward. I feel like with Marcus Mariota there, although I don't think he's better than what Matt Ryan is still, regardless of how terrible Matt Ryan is now. But with him there, I think it gives another dimension um, with him being able to scramble and run the ball. Uh, it might open up some more lanes for Patterson, who wasn't really an efficient runner. He scored a lot of touchdowns on the ground. So I think he could, you know, return, you know, top 20 running back value. You know, I don't think he's going to finish inside the top 15. But I think in the 10th round, you're getting a valuable piece. It's going to give you some spot starts during the year. And that can be really valuable, especially through the bye weeks. So they're two guys I'd be targeting. Joel, who do you like? Uh, I actually, like, had... Richard White as well. So we really are a pro Richard White crew. Um, and then I had, um, you know, if you had one of those early picks to take, you know, one of the um, other running backs who we mentioned in the previous round. So um, I really don't have much to add here. Um, I think you take Richard White um, or, or you take another running back um, with Cook, Melvin Gordon, Ramondre, if they do fall to you here. But that's the type of player I'm looking to draft in this ninth and 10th round. Uh, none of the receivers necessarily excite me. Um, I didn't actually hate the Aaron Rodgers call. I think that is very disrespectful. Um, but, yeah, um, that's where I'm looking to go in the 10th round. Um, going to pause um, at the 10th round, I think um, – that's sort of where I know Andrew wanted to get into the nitty gritty of the late round picks, but I think we can probably save late round picks for another day. Um, an overview of our draft um, and players that we like to target. Um, we obviously ran through our um, top first round. Um, and the way I think we, the ideal draft that we all seem to be pretty happy with was in the first round, um, we I'd take a really, with one of those high picks, you get your JT, CMC, Derek. If you have a late round pick, you get DeAndre Swift and pair him up with a CD Lamb um, in the second round. We all happy there? Yep. Yes, sir. Head into the third round and we move into either James Cook, uh, James Cook, just talking about him, James Connor. Or potentially a Mike Williams. Mm. We're all happy with that. Frank hates it, but yes, it. Us, we yeah. love it. Frank, I'll throw in the name T. Higgins. Uh, it's slightly better. I'd still rather Keenan Allen. He wants Keenan. We can add throw Frank. Yell out Keenan's name. So Keenan. Keenan. T. T. Higgins. And Mike Williams. And if you want to go running back, not James Cook, James Connor. Yes. Yes. Heads us to round four. In big names, I have Michael Pittman if he falls there. Yeah. Happy to take Michael Pittman in the same area as Mike Williams and Titty Higgins. I don't have him in the five. If he falls to the fourth, yeah, but he's going in the third, so I don't like him. If he gets to the fourth, we like Pity City. I also have Jalen Waddle and Alan Robinson at receiver. Yeah, leave yeah, me out on Jalen Waddle, but I like A Rob. Well, Frank, we're leaving you out of Jalen Waddle, but we are putting in big bad. Say his name. Don't say it. I don't know where it. you're going with this. Well, Ezekiel, it's Ezekiel Ali, Ali. Ed Johnson in the fourth round. Yeah, 100%. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. We all hate it, but Frank loves it. So if you want to be a pro Frank drafter, you'll take Zeke. If you want to be with the rest of us, you'll take a receiver. Heading on Max. to the fifth round, we had really only mentioned two names. Uh, you either take Pat Mahomes at quarterback or Chris Godwin. Yeah. Fifth round's easy. Get one or the other. Very easy. Very Moving easy. on to the sixth round, this is where we're looking at A.J. Dillon. Potentially, you could even reach on A.J. Dillon if Mahomes and Godwin are gone. Big A.J. Dillon guys, a lot of us. We have a St. Brown truther among us. Oh, yeah, we do. Amon Ra, let's go. <laughs> and we also love all the quarterbacks here. Whether it's uh, Kyle Amari. Um, Hurts. Hurts, yeah. Speed amount. Even if you want to get Dak, I mean, pick your poison at that point. Yeah, Russ, Dak, all them guys. It's up to you, bro. 
round seven. We had a few different opinions here. I'm full in on quarterback, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Shalian beating the drum for Miles Sanders here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really Frank split up this Mike round, didn't we? Yeah. yeah I wanted my I wanted Mike and Lazard. Shalian wanted Miles Sanders. You firmly quarterback. I got to agree with that as well. I think if you don't like any of those guys, if you're in the Joel camp, definitely hit quarterback. They're all good. Moving on to the eighth round. At running back, we had a lot of Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt. Rashad Penny, love. We like the running backs here. And if you're going to have a different route, you've already got all your running backs, go get yourself some Brandon Ayuk. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Gets us on to the ninth round. We go straight back to running backs. Um, James go. Cook. James mm-hmm. Cook. Ramondre, Frank's boyfriend, Stevenson. <laughs> and if you want to hit tight end here, you get Zach Ertz. And then you close your draft, or you don't close it, but you get the 10th round and you take Richard White and you hope Leonard Fournette doesn't stop eating and you ride Richard White as a late-round pick to the fantasy title. Yeah. Um, you forgot uh, Kittle in the fifth. Forgot Kittle in the fifth. Yeah, oh, that's a good one too. I do like that. I love our draft, guys. I think, I think if, you know, you leave your drafts with these players in these rounds. I think you're in a fantastic shape to uh, win your fantasy league. I think we're awesome. I think you're awesome, Frank. (laughs) Aren't you nice? (laughs) What I actually want to do before we finish up, though, is I've been having a look, and I haven't told you guys this, so you guys are completely unprepared. Outside of the 10th round, who's our favourite picks? I think once you get through the 10 rounds, you can almost throw out ADP, and you've just got to pick guys that you like. Um, you obviously have the casuals that want to take their kickers in like the 11th, 12th, 13th round, their defences, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, we're better than that. We don't preach um, our leagues to even play with kickers. So, uh, but if you're a sharp like us, who are you taking outside of the first 10 rounds? I've got two guys on my mind. I'll finish it up with those. Where are you going, Charlene? I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, for me, I love TDP uh, as a running back. Um, for a wide receiver, I do not mind some Robert Woods. Not much upside there, but I do like him here at the end. He's the wide receiver one for his team. And if I have to pick a tight end, which is probably the only reason why you'd be a tight end is because you didn't take a tight end. You've got plenty of options here. I think you can't go wrong with Hunter Henry, Irv Smith, um, one of those two. But I think Irv Smith is the number one there. Uh, But yeah, those are my those are my picks. Echoing Shalim's tight end chat, Cole Komet. I'm I'm the big Cole Komet guy. Yeah, true. But um, Frank, I like the Houston Texans down here. Uh, Call me Andrew Houston Texans whisperer. Uh, Damian Pierce, Nico Collins. I like them. Uh, upside's tremendous, if you ask me. Joel, two names. Um, yeah, um, I was going to go Irv Smith, but shout out Charlene, already mentioned it. Um, I like some high upside players down here. Um, a running back, a lot of upside, proved it last year. Daryl Henderson, D. Hendo, um, you know, anything there. Um, the Rams just love to use one running back. Um, so, you know, if Cam Akers has something wrong with him, we didn't really mention his name in our optimal draft either. So, you know, that's a way to get off um, Akers and onto another LA Rams back um, that, you know, could be league winning. Uh, really was good last year. Um, and at wide receiver, look, none of them are really exciting. Um, I guess if you wanted to play with a really, really straight bat, I don't actually hate Jarvis Landry. I know it's boring, but, like, you know, he gets targeted when he plays. Um, I think the Saints may – look, I went – previously, we did talk about how much the Saints do want to run it and play boring. But, like, if they do are forced to open it up – there's only really three options. They don't really have much in the tight end um, category. And if Alvin Kamara misses games, they won't be throwing much to the running back. So um, I think a lot of work could just go to Jarvis Landry. 
Um, plus, um, if anything happens to Michael Thomas, um, you know, the upside is even, you know, it's not really upside, but the safety is with Jarvis Landry. Yeah, great wrap-up. And now, Frank, you know what time it is. Hey. You know time it is. Andrew, you're not I letting know me what come time with my guys. What about my guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I got so excited. Yeah, you did get a little bit excited there. Um, well, you were muted. I didn't. You were muted. Sorry. Sorry. I, I to, just I didn't want something. to um, pleasure the listeners with a big cough straight into the mic. Anyway, um, two players I like outside of the first ten rounds. Um, one of them is going to be um, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, and it's not Robert Woods, Charlene. I am. Go- I'm sorry, Charlene has just put me off completely. Um, obviously, listeners <laughs> can't see this. But there was just a whole uh, bottle of wine, vertical, um, going straight down Charlene's big mouth. Um, so that really threw me. I off. like, I like to, I like to. You like to entertain. I like that as my, uh, my gag. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, the other Tennessee wide receiver, I actually really like Traylon Burks. I think all the news coming out of training camp saying that he's not fit um, is all a bit overblown. We had the news come out about Jamar Chase can't catch, can't run, can't. Um, you know, all the drops problems he had um, and a lot of these training camp stories being blown out of proportion. I just want to remind people the start um, AJ Brown had to his career in Tennessee right at the end of his first season. He finished weeks 14, 15 and 16 and 17 with 31, 21, 15 and 20 fantasy points to finish his rookie year. And I'm not saying Traylon Burks is going to do that. What I'm saying is Traylon Burks has every opportunity to do something like that with Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill, although not far from an elite quarterback, is going to throw the ball enough where Traylon Burks and Robert Woods can have fantasy value, especially towards the end of the year, if Traylon Burks can start to cement himself as the alpha in that offense. And another guy I really like as well is Devontae Parker. Um, at times last year, Jacoby Myers was you know, fantasy useful. And I think if we're talking about talent, I think Devontae Parker could show that he's just far more talented than any other wide receiver in the New England uh, wide receiver room. So he could quickly cement himself as the number one for Mac Jones. We could see him improve. We could see him, you know, take a few more risks with the football. I know they play quite conservative, quite safe. They threw a lot of short routes. But I think um, if they're allowing Mac Jones to be a bit more free with the football, um, Devontae Parker could have some value as the alpha in that offense. Do you guys hate those calls or you don't mind them? Don't mind them at all. Like Mac Jones, like get off his case. I think that's. <laughs> I think he's all right. Why do you think I'm in on Devontae Parker? Just a lot of negative Mac Jones. You've been, you know, pushing him throughout the podcast. I thought I'd step in, defend Mac. Yeah, stop pushing. Good him. rookie season. You bully. Leave him alone. He did have a good rookie season, but gee, they didn't let him throw the deep ball. Violence is never fun. the answer, people. All right, Andrew, you can jump in now, all right, buddy? I'm done. It's all right. right. We, got, we got four minutes, listeners, and it's four minutes of the Ando's Rando question of the day, topics that you want to listen to. Now, Shalim spoiled it a bit earlier. I had a little bit of a list here, but Shalim's wine has uh, triggered this question. Favourite alcoholic beverages, everyone. Now, we can go something to sip on and then a shot of your variety okay Charlene kick us off oh wow I can't pick a shot something to sip on CC dry I think that's a pretty 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 easy one there wait are we talking about wine no just alcohol do you like okay yeah oh yeah I'd be like wine that's something relaxing at the end of a a long stressful day I know uh, Frank goes through that every day red Um, or white I'm a white man uh, would, yeah, don't mind yeah. red, but I, I'd rather. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather. Um, only red wine I like is like dessert wine. Uh, but I'd go CC and a shot. I can't. Not the not many shots taste good for me. I think. Uh, I I think I'm just gonna say what I dislike the most, which is probably the Galliano one. I hate that. Whoa, Yo, that was good. Yeah, that was good the other weekend. Terrible. Uh, oh, that was terrible. But that was terrible for me. I hate licorice. All right, Joel, give us yours. Uh, yeah, I had to agree with Charlene. Uh, love me some CC dries. Um, with the shot, I was going to... Um, I'll, I'll switch up the answer. Uh, wild turkey American honey. 
sneaky good shot. Sneaky good shot. Okay. Like it's good. Why not the boys come, Joel? Joel, you're hard, man. You're hard. You're a man's man, Joel. Uh, (laughs) And if we are talking wine, um, the drink of success, love some champagne. If I'm going to the races, a wedding, uh, any special occasion, uh, yeah, you got to get amongst it. Embrace it. Frank, big drinker you are. Let us know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A huge weapon. Um, Put it away. Something I was having the other day, and I just love it every time I get it, and I don't do it enough. Um, sangria cocktail. So good, guys. Um, Ooh, don't sleep on it. It's never sleep wine, on it. But it doesn't punch you in the face no. like most red no, wine. Sangria you got all the fruit awesome. juice, so you got all the spices in there. And, oh, it's great. A few syrups and stuff. Oh, fantastic, guys. I had a jug to myself the other day, and you get a little bit toasted. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if we're going to talk about shots, uh, you can't go past the fireball shots. Like a shot of Christmas. No, I hate it. I hate fireball. Like, Jaeger's way better, if you ask oh, me. Great answer. Um, yeah, Jaeger's good, actually. Jaeger. <laughs> Jaeger and Red Bulls, watching Red Zone, listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be when I get to watch Red Zone at a reasonable hour. Scott Hansen says seven hours of football. He just... Slam that yak bomb and you get get fired up, man. Faded by ZH. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Scott Hansen. Yeah, what a beast. All yeah. right. Thanks for, the, thanks for the discussion, fellas. Frank, uh, run through the closing procedures. All right. Well, the closing procedures are what we're going to be uh, letting you guys know today. As we said at the beginning, follow the socials um, at the FB Addicts on Twitter. Make sure you are following Andrew as well, Charlene and myself and Joel. Get involved. Um, definitely send us a message, tweet at us, do what you want. Tell us how much of an idiot we are, how we're wrong about a certain player. Um, and then also follow us on Instagram as well at the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. Yeah, nail it, guys. We're happy with that. Joel, give us the Very one happy. thing off. You brought us yeah. in. Uh, yeah, look, uh, pleasure to be here as all. Thank you for all coming um, and listening. Um, Frank will post our um, perfect mock drafts on the socials. And, yeah, that is how you should be attacking your draft in 2022. Get up. Great episode. Oh, Have yeah. a lovely day. Oh, yeah. Good night. Good night. Bang. Thank you.